listeners, welcome back again with another episode of the Chat Garage, our usual weekly hangout for petroheads, where we tell some stories about the world of motoring. Ready on the starting line of the debate, there is always my friend and co-host, Tex. Hello mate, how is it going? Hello, hello, how's it going there? Oh, quite fine. There is a very huge news here, because I moved. Ooh. To a new Ooh. apartment here in Sweden. What a mess, man. <laughs> Only for three weeks. And then I have to come back to <laughs> Italy. And you didn't even need a golf to move. No, absolutely. But uh, <laughs> a BMW Series 1. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> no, this is, right, a really, right, this is a really funny story that uh, also involved you really? as well. Because there is uh, the colleague of mine that uh, we are sharing uh, actually now the apartment. I have a colleague in Volvo mm. that uh, very luckily and a very kind person helped us to, to do the move. And well, we, let me say, we, we meet each other. And then when we, uh, we completed the move, uh, he said, well, yeah, I'm here in Sweden right now, but um, I miss a lot of touring. And, uh, mm. and I said, well, where did you work in touring? Because I stayed here three months more or less oh well i worked Aww. in a in a studio and uh, actually it it's the same studio as yours and his name is uh, massimo and this is uh, an isom modeler i, I don't know I if you remember person like older not old but uh, grown up yeah ah yes it's very kind and uh, polite uh, yeah 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 and very Thanks to him, we, we are able to move with a BMW Series 1 and not a Golf, so yeah, <laughs> we did it, we did it. Yeah, yeah, you have bad experience with the BMW Series 1, but uh, for overtaking uh, maneuver, but... No, this no, is a topic this, is another, another this is another story, yeah, this is a topic for another story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, I think it's time to move on. Uh, yes. Because, uh, you know, I'm quite sad that MotoGP ended, but uh, luckily at least I found some really interesting news in the motorbike world. Maybe we can talk about them in breaking news. Breaking news. Well, basically we always complain about uh, AV cars and electric uh, stuff. But uh, this news is uh, regarding uh, Kawasaki, ah. that uh, they are trying to develop an hybrid motorbike. So it was a topic that was always hard to manage, because companies like Harley-Davidson or other only AV-focused, they try to make uh, only electric motorbike, but not hybrid. And this mm -hmm. will be the first, I think, production idea of making an hybrid one. So the concept is that you use the electrical engine while you are in the city center and you have a lot mm -hmm. of crossroad and a lot of braking and accelerating. And so that's the perfect uh, scenario to obtain the maximum of the recharging uh, potential. While if you are in a highway, for example, you don't mm -hmm. very use the electric uh, advantage a lot. And in that case, you will use the internal combustion engine. Mm -hmm. 
but if you are in the mountain and you want to have a nice acceleration etc you will have both combined in a truly sports uh, something <laughs> Aha, uh -huh, yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, what happened in a normal uh, hybrid uh, supercar or yes, yes, mm, yes. yeah, sport car kind of. But you, you know, I, I think that in a car you have a lot of space <laughs> to to manage and uh, to put all the components. But in a motorbike, the space are very little, and it's a very hard challenge, also for for the weight. So I I will be very curious. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, they are trying out and it's nice to see that anyway that they are going on. But also, they are developing another stuff, a kind of a Siri or Cortana for the motorbikes. So, oh, really? Yeah, so basically... Good, you will, I like it. <laughs> basically, you will have an assistant in your helmet and you can ask it <laughs> a question such as uh, how is my fuel range or what is the traffic or how will be the weather in my destination and uh, he, it will answer you and keep you updated so I was thinking at the beginning while I was reading the title that was more something like assistant to the driving experience but actually it's just simply info assistant so better <laughs> like this great so you can feel like tony star <laughs> yes. like uh, jarvis what is the weather oh sir it's partially cloudy uh and your fuel consumption is quite high something like that <laughs> so yeah yeah it's quite fun i think okay it's more for a casual driver not an hardcore that want to go fast and crazy you know yeah that's what we have right now for motorbikes but Talking back about cars, we have another news regarding a new Lamborghini. Ooh. It's the STO, Stop. a truly <laughs> badass super trofeo Lambo car for the streets. It has a lot of uh, truck focused components, rear wheel drive, 43 kilos lighter than the Performante variant. And in short, it's a track day car with a number plate. Uh, we always like a track day car with number plate. And um, actually, yeah. I didn't know that was a rear wheel drive. So, thumbs up, some more point for Yeah, her. <laughs> it turns a lot of points like that. Yeah. So, basically, the, the main difference about the, with the Performante is that uh, the Performante has four wheel drive, but that, that one has only rear wheel drive. And uh, also, because it's lighter, it's maybe a, lit a little more... It's not manual, didn't it? I thought that they know. Uh, I was hoping at least a manual, but can't be perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm um, looking at the photos, it's really staggering. And I like that because uh, for being a Lamborghini, had hardcore one, is uh, kind of sober in some sort except <laughs> for sure the the colors yeah it's not like a no, no 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 the veneno no 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 we can you can point out the veneno it's too much for my taste <laughs> obviously but uh, maybe someone out there like the veneno but sorry guys it's it's too overdone but this one this one has a lot of design feature that i really like for for example it has the the same bonnet opening as the mirror I really like that feature. It's a classic one and also you don't have the, the gap yes. on the bumper because it's an old, old one piece. I, I like it a lot, especially the treatment also for the, um, 
around the wheel arches, both uh, front and rear. Yeah, I wanted to point out that uh, that was the details that I was most... Uh, happy about because it's uh, really like the super trofeo one and i was really liking the super trofeo more than the standard gt3 version so it was, uh, i was really happy to see it yeah and a small bracket the super trofeo has uh, received the approval for the gt2 category so now it's not only a single brand championship but they can use that car for more kind of races yeah so it's really good. nice yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah i would like to see that car in other colors because uh yeah obviously blue and orange uh, point ah, out yeah. a lot but uh, with uh, more sober colors would be maybe more gra- more yeah, aggressive I, uh, and less childish because there's this color particularly this um, maybe enhance a lot the the forms but um, i maybe i prefer something more yeah Less, uh... If you go on Instagram, uh, of I don't know if I can say that, but in the Instagram of the um, chief designer of Lamborghini, he put like for mm-hmm. one week, <laughs> all day long, various uh, colors of uh, this car, various color combination of this car, and was really like, ah, stop it, enough, I understood you made a lot of render, but... <laughs> Yeah, it was quite uh, funny. Uh, uh, well, to be honest, it's a it's a very good car to play with colors. Do whatever livery you can. Yeah, because it's a Lamborghini. Because it's a <laughs> it's a very yeah race car focused Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, as much uh, talking still about uh, slightly about the design. Mm-hmm. As much as I like the bonnet, the design style of the bonnet, but I don't like the front lips. Like with that orange part that come out, uh, it's look like a really you attach something on the main uh, design feature. So it's like uh, ah, too much. I know what you mean. It's like a footballer with a helmet on. <laughs> yes, yes. But overall, you know, it's um, very well made. The chat garage approved. Yeah. <laughs> approved also by a man, me, that don't like so much Lambos except uh, some, you know, classic ones. So I think we have quite a similar taste because um, I'm not a big fan of Lamborghini as well. Like, for example, okay, I like it a lot, the Sesto Elemento, but uh, yeah. A recent one, mm, not my kind. Mm. Yeah, but we will see. We will see if uh, that brings out uh, or brings us uh, more you know more things yeah well the taurus will bring us to the main topic because uh, what's the meaning of that logo <laughs> yeah exactly tax uh, uh, this is very important for begin our main speech because uh, we are going to discuss about uh, some very famous car badges uh, some with uh, some very interesting stories with uh, some mystery also Ooh. yeah and we start exactly from above and lamborghini because these two bridges are very very close to each other and let me explain why because uh, above 
the company logo was uh, from beginning a Scorpio, the zodiac sign of uh, Carlo Abbott. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and also of the partner Guido Scagliarini, uh, placed in the center of the shield, emblem of victories, and uh, with a red background, the color of Merano, that is uh, actually the birthplace of Carlo Abbott's father, and the yellow, Modena, the city of Scagliarini. The most uh, interesting fact about this badge is that it's really old. It's uh, from almost the 50s and almost never remain changed. never changed. I thought in the beginning that uh, Lamborghini was the only one that uses um, a zodiac sign. Yeah. But then uh, I realized that Habaf uh, did it far previously. That's quite, quite interesting. And um, about the Lamborghini badge, at the beginning of his history, Lamborghini produced, uh, for sure, as we know, tractors, but also air conditioners and boilers. At the founding of the company in 1948, the emblem was just only a triangle containing the three letters FLC. And the famous ball, the Ferruccio zodiac sign was added following the production of the first car in 1963. So it comes really, really. But I like knew the history that uh, he chose the bull to show that was better than the horse of the Ferrari, something like that. But maybe it's just uh, the legend. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. And also there is uh, another historical fact because uh, Ferruccio visited in Seville in 1962 what was the greatest bull breeder Eduardo Miura and that's why maybe it comes the name Miura everything comes back (laughs) yeah absolutely so this is very interesting so in short Abbott uses first the zodiac sign for his badge if we start to make a car company we should put a balance (laughs) it's not so sporty a balance i know i know (laughs) (laughs) no no talking again about uh, animals but not zodiac sign the two famous horses the ferrari and porsche one so probably the most famous logo is the the horse of the ferrari yeah yeah so let's begin with the ferrari ones so did you know that uh, in the region that logo actually was on a plane? I think I remember something like that, yes. Yeah, Some yeah. Some war uh, period stuff. Because that symbol was on Francesco's Baracca plane, a famous, quite famous uh, pilot uh, of the First World War. And actually a great friend of Enzo Ferrari. And when Francesco died in the war, uh, his mother gave to Enzo that symbol to put into his race cars for, you know, for good luck. Apparently, it brings some good yeah, luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Ferrari did some adjustments on the logo. For example, the original horse was red, but the Ferrari was painted black as a sign of mourning for aviators lost in the war. In addition, he added a yellow background, the color of Modena, of course, his hometown. The drawing of the horse is not exactly the same as that of Baraka. The most significant detail is that in the Ferrari horse tail, 
points upwards and the original it pointed downwards and you know the the horse of the barracas one it's very very close to another horse the horse of porsche yeah it's absolutely very similar but then in uh, the porsche one actually is not a horse but a mare because uh, stuttgart means garden of mare Overall, the Porsche symbol is some of two shields, the coat of arms of Rüttenberg with the deer horns and the coat of arms of Stuttgart with the horse. It seems that Stuttgart is the link between Ferrari and Porsche, since the Avieto Baracca, the same friend of Enzo Ferrari, would have been inspired by the horse drawn on a German plane. Ah, yeah, so basically the amazing that fact. the two bigger competitors in the luxury car field are related in some way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Except the thing that uh, the Porsche horse actually is a mare and not a horse. And then Ferrari did some changes on the badge, but they are very quite linked <laughs> to each other. So that's really, really... Yeah. So basically, Ferrari is for men, Porsche is for girls. No, <laughs> I didn't say that. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well, other Italian brands are not that uh, creative. They are just using a chronimum. For example, Alfa or Fiat. Yeah, you are right. But also in Alfa Romeo, there is some quite interesting facts. So I will explain to you. Well, let's start from the badge. On the left, there is the red cross on a white background, the symbol of uh, Milan. And uh, on the right side, we have the Bichone, the famous snake that is devouring a child. That is actually the symbol of the powerful Visconti house, Ooh, a family scary. that, <laughs> yeah, a family that controlled Milan during the Middle Ages and the beginning of the Renaissance. And also later, then uh, Sforza family used the same symbol. But that's the interesting bit, because uh, only few people know that Alfa Romeo has its origin in France. In fact, it was initially founded as anonymous Italian company Darak, S-A-I-D. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's really weird. But you know, the partnership did not last long, so Cavalier Ugo Stella, one of the investors, transferred the company to Italian territory and renamed it Anonima Lombarda Fabbrica Automobili, briefly Alfa. And the first logo was created by Romeo Cattaneo in uh, 1910. But you know guys maybe wonder, where is Romeo? And actually the company was bought in 1916 by Nicola Romeo, who converted it into a company of ammunition and war machinery for the First World War. And the logo was redesigned later in 1918 by Giuseppe Merosi, and in that case the words Alfa Romeo were included. Ah, that's that's interesting. I didn't know. I yeah, I knew that like the cross was for Milan and then there was the snake with the kid, but yeah, I didn't know all the details. And uh, 
Fiat is meaning uh, fix it again, Tony, right? No, Fiat <laughs> means uh, Fabbrica Italiana Automobili Torino. And then some, uh, yeah, some fun person did, uh, did this joke. Uh, the, the old Fiat are not yeah, so... For sure, Fiat is uh, quite famous. Yeah, it's quite famous. Yeah, not even the newer one. <laughs> it's not very reliable. Yeah, but I think they are more reliable than a classic uh, sport English car. I think, <laughs> but we love we love English this English is... podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, ju- yes, just a, just yes. a joke. <laughs> yeah, but let's move to another country, another country that we like yeah. it a lot. So Japan. Because I think uh, they are trying too hard to be cool with their name and try to put some meaning, and in the reality, it's just very basic. <laughs> oh really? It's quite fun. Give me an example. Nissan is like a Nippon Sangyo. Ah, okay. So it, ten- it stands for, you know, maybe some Buddhist uh, thing or religious thing or I don't know, uh, maybe the sun that is rising, something like that. Is that right? Yeah, no, it's just the meaning is just Japan industry. Oh, really? Yeah, it's quite basic. <laughs> But uh, even worse is uh, probably Lexus. Oh, oh, Lexus, Lexus. Yeah, because one is expecting that, you know, the luxury brand for Toyota have some nice meaning behind. But uh, no, they are quite practical. So Lexus stands for Luxury Export to US. So L-X-U-S. No way! Really? Yeah, Yeah, very very disappointed. (laughs) Yeah, but talking about uh, Toyota... You know probably better than me <laughs> what Toyota stands for. Yeah, Toyota, for instance, uh, did something more advanced uh, because the the founder of that brand, Toyota, decided to uh, to change a little bit the name. So don't use his name, Toyota, but change it in Toyota because with the T sound in the classic Japanese writing style, you have to use hate character for that name for good luck they changed the name <laughs> and and also the, the that badge is interesting because in one yeah, the badge, badge actually, it was nice yeah yeah and in one badge you can actually can read all the letters of the name so it's quite uh, <laughs> quite interesting remarkable yeah i like for example also mazda because uh, they are putting a lot of effort to create a lot of magic uh, behind the logo you know like including the wings to reference to the ability to soar to the new heights or like the mazda is obsessed uh, with the symbolism in general and uh, the name uh, came from the god of wisdom and intelligence and harmony uh, in an ancient asian civilization but um, to be honest um, it's more like the name uh, of the founder it's uh, matsuda and the mazda is quite similar so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 cool details but then it's just uh, yeah that it's uh, our name uh, of the founder Let, let's say they, <laughs> they try to do a sort of a cinematic story and then it's up in nothing yeah it's like when 
we do the cool draw of a car after the project is ended <laughs> to show yeah this is the idea we have at the beginning super cool and then to you realize that it's not like that it's like yeah 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 and under the sketch there is actually the 3d yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 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 the things well i think uh, we have to save uh, the coolest uh, and more mysterious stories for the uk because they have cool stuff yeah i agree and let's start with rolls royce because everyone recognizes the double air yeah it was quite basic <laughs> that one <laughs> but uh, we will not talk about the double air badge but we will talk about uh, the graceful statuette that adorns every rolls royce the spirit of ecstasy in the beginning it was a uh, a British conservative politician and a promoter of motoring who commissioned the first of these bonnet ornaments. That was Lord Montague. He approached his friend, the sculptor Charles Robinson Sykes, a Royal College of Art graduate who developed the first figure as a woman standing on one foot with her gown flowing behind her holding one finger to her lips as if keeping a secret. The model for the figure was Eleanor Velasco Thornton, known as Thorn. She was a secretary to Montague and, as gossip would have it, mistress too. Hmm, the figure made by Sykes was called intriguingly the Whisper. So, yes, they were lo secret lover. <laughs> Maybe that is the secret that uh, this statuette have to keep. But this is the interesting bit. After seeing the first model, Claude Johnson, managing director of Rolls-Royce, asked Sykes to design another statuette to put uh, on future Rolls-Royce cars. His brief was to convey the spirit of Rolls-Royce, namely speed of silence, for example, the absence of vibration, the mysterious harnessing of great energy and beautiful living organism of superb grace. So a lot of very cinematic... <laughs> Sounds yeah, very... Yeah. Yes. A lot of cinematic words. <laughs> very huge. Yeah, yeah. And Johnson had in mind a perfect thing to start. The wind victory of Samotracia, or if you prefer, the Nike of Samotracia, the famous uh, sculpture, and it's often seen with the wings. So I think that this is the particular detail that uh, Johnson wants to include uh, in the future statuette. But it seems like uh, Sykes uh, felt a more feminine, softer representation what is needed and he continued to use a photon as his inspiration and then the figure has had 11 incarnation names and sizes from the whisperer to the spirit of speed to its current name the spirit of ecstasy and this is colloquially known as Emily, silver lady or flying lady Kneeling version were introduced for small sports car and then the current version has a luxury defend mechanism. If anyone applies any pressure to the ornament, the car recognizes what is happening and immediately retracts the figure into the bonnet. These uh, stories make me want the uh, Aurora Rice, even if it's not my kind of car, but you know, 
Yeah, it's quite it's quite heavy for your tastes, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when I will become super rich, uh, I will be showing off with a phantom, you know. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I will yeah, have yeah. a. I don't. I, I don't believe I you. <laughs> no, no, no. And then it comes maybe the most mysterious badge of them all. Lotus. Yeah, because no one still knows. No one <laughs> still meaning. knows the meaning. But there are a lot of uh, speculation regarding that badge and uh, the meaning of the name Lotus. First of all, maybe it was the nickname of the wife Hazel Chapman, for example. Or another could be the Lotus fruit, another one the Lotus flower that has uh, a lot of uh, Hinduism and Buddhism um, symbolic meaning. Or, this is a very interesting, is the reverse of as lot, apparently a favorite phrase of Colin Chapman's. That's weird. Yeah, that's really weird. And uh, another one is that when Colin Chapman started his career as a car builder, started with an unsold car because at that time the British government was rationating the fuel for stopping people to buy the cars. So some people think that Lotus come from the phrase lot unsold or lot u slash s. That's a weird one. Well, it's really interesting and cool that it's still a mystery until now and uh, people are still wondering and uh, you know it's different in comparison of some other brand from other country more boring like Volkswagen literally <laughs> the, the car of the people yeah 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 it's a quite well-known story the, the one of Volkswagen yeah Actually, I was just quickly checking the logo and it was quite weird to see the first logo. And after the Second World War, they moved some details away and just keep the W, V and the V. But another interesting one from Germany is Audi that has a story that... It's quite a controversy. Yeah, yeah, you are right. Um, Audi in the years collected a lot of uh, car brands, four or five, for instance. They became Auto Union for race car versions. Is the European uh, version of General Motors? <laughs> Probably more or less. Auto Union. And uh, they have the four, <laughs> the four rings. And then in the years after, Audi decided to ditch that logo. But then it came back again in 1985. There is another interesting story because uh, the International Olympic Committee did not like the similarity of Audi logo with his own, which why in 1995 took the car manufacturer to the trademark court. But then uh, probably, um, yeah, Audi won because uh, they still have the four rings. Yeah, this this story sounds like uh, from another brand uh, uh, that uh, some uh, gender equals people break their balls for the logo. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One of the most controversial logos, actually, that was awakened is that of Volvo. Although at the first glance, it seems very simple. A circle with an arrow framing the manufacturer's name. Why this controversy? 
because there are those who believe they see the symbol of the male gender in the logo and they have accused in the brand of machismo. Ah. <laughs> so it's quite weird. <laughs> the most serious and boring car, like a, not boring, but you know, very kind car of the field, it's a, not a symbol of masculine. At all, in my opinion, but it looked like a good uh, father of family, not uh, like a angry man. Uh, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is more for like American kind of cars. <laughs> yeah, pro prob probably yes. I think and I guess uh, Volvo logo story goes much deeper than that. For example, the logo is the ancient symbol of iron and the ancient symbol of the god of war and uh, represented with uh, the round uh, protective shield and uh, the iron weapon that is uh, the arrow in Volvo and I guess they did it for give uh, to the brand the, the stiff uh, the, the feeling that uh, their car are quite good reliable and solid makes sense and i think they represent uh, well the car brand because yeah as i was saying it's a uh, very reliable safety and like they are all main point of the car yeah i think uh, they need a stiff car because up there they have quite a lot of news. yeah yeah you're <laughs> right i never saw once before really when i was there some years ago, like almost 10, actually 10 years ago, <coughs> I'm old, um, I saw three during the night because, uh, yeah, it was very scary to drive in the nighttime there. We were with a small uh, C3 Citroën and, uh, yeah, you know, it was always full of uh, wild animals and it was cool, but at the same time, uh, you understand why people put... Uh, a lot of light on their car and they drive slow yeah absolutely that, that's uh, one of the things that i notice uh, in the cars that a lot of people have additional lights on the on their car yeah. and uh, and i understand why and they look cool as well <laughs> yeah they they are quite good because it's a very off-roadish thing and i really like it yeah 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 well Sorry, but now I really want to speak uh, to you about my favorite car logo. And uh, I was almost going to tattoo it on my body. So it's uh, really something special for me. Really? Yeah. Okay, go for it. All right. Everyone knows the Cobra from Shelby. It's quite famous and uh, it's pretty cool. But my favorite is the one from the Viper the spiritual successor of the Cobra. Mm. When it was introduced in 1992, the badge name was Sneaky Pete. And I really like it because even if at the beginning I was not understanding what was represented in the logo, I don't know why, I was young and stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I realized the shape of the snake, I loved it. Like, it's a really a bastard look in his eyes and uh, you can see that he wants to put you out of the road and kill you <laughs> it's a very <laughs> no way. yeah 
it's a real bastard and also is nice uh, the name is Nicky Pete but uh, then they evolve in the later version the 2003 Viper RT10 they made a more aggressive looks and it's uh, instead of looking sideways it's just looking in the front and want to bite you this badge is known with the name Fangs and uh, a lot of people really appreciate it even if uh, it's okay like I like it but I prefer the first one mm -hmm. and then uh, we arrive to the last Viper from 2013 unfortunately our last no why why yes. they did it why they ditched the viper uh, i really like that car sad. really really <laughs> i was crying almost uh, but this logo is maybe the most representative of um, the evolution of the car because you know it's named striker and uh, representing the fact that uh, the last viper was uh, the most aggressive and the highest uh, performance car in the Viper history. So, three logos for three main generation, and uh, yeah, I like it. But um, I'm always uh, thinking, you know, it's uh, better to have uh, a specific logo for your more hardcore model or it's better to keep your normal logo for all your cars like for example Chevrolet because you know it's nice to have uh, the Corvette with his own logo but uh, well what's your opinion on that well I think it depends on the brand identity for example you you point out uh, Corvette and the Chevrolet um, yes I think... Uh, but then you have a Ford <laughs> with the Ford GT and the Ford uh, K <laughs> and they, they have the same yeah, logo. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm arriving at that point because uh, right now makes sense that Corvette has his own brand and uh, Chevrolet go in another direction. But in the past, uh, Chevrolet did very nice cars, especially the muscle cars. Um, so probably didn't make sense back then yeah, but yeah. it makes sense now because uh, the the brand identity is very now is very different and uh, i think that uh, mm -hmm. also ford has to do the same thing for separate more and this is actually the same thing that happened with uh, not for sports card but uh, it's a concept uh, you know concept thought what happened with yes. uh, fiat and 500 yeah, that's now they are trying to make a real like a brand. Yeah, 500 yeah, absolutely. Almost, kind this of. is a, the, yeah. actually the same thing. So yeah, I agree with you for sport for dividing the the normal brand and the sport car brand. I think it's useful. It's mm -hmm. a it's a good thing. No, because it's not actually a different brand in that like. Is like uh, I think it will make confusion because also you have a RAM for the truck on always from Dodge but uh, then for some years they use RAM as a specific brand for truck so it was like ah, a lot of confusion I mean I love the, the Viper and the Corvette logos because you know they are almost uh, my favorite cars 
but uh, I think I prefer when you stick with your logo. It's like if, uh, you know, Toyota and Honda, they are quite standard mm -hmm. car. And then they put a different logo for the Toyota Supra or the Honda NSX. Uh, would not have made a lot of sense in my opinion. Like, I'm happy for having the Viper. Don't <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I am more uh, into keeping uh, your logo. Or make a totally different brand like Lexus and uh, Infinity. Like, if you want to have a, a branch, mm -hmm. you will make another kind of company like uh, totally separated not uh, that you are always under the main one but you have another logo and it's um, in my opinion it's bringing confusion on the mm, table. okay i can agree with you maybe this is a typical business discussion so it's not a, it's not a, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but not you know us. maybe we can summarize like this it makes sense if that brand that particular specific brand like the, the logo for the viper the logo of the corvette but also yeah. the logo of the mustang this is actually another horse ah uh, that's true that's true <laughs> um, so yeah, if the brand have um, quite a good history, a good um, heritage, it's uh, uh, it's useful to to keep true. it. But then, uh, if you have, uh, for example, if if we have to make a um, a new car brand and we have to build, I don't know, city cars and sport cars, it's uh, just an example. <laughs> so city cars are electric yeah. and the sport car only only petrol engine and uh, we have we have to decide manual and, and manuals <laughs> and the real wheel drive Obviously. without controls uh, yeah <laughs> yeah with Swedish steel <laughs> because it's safer <laughs> and in that case probably yeah. you will start with two different uh, logo from the beginning yeah probably yes <laughs> probably yes and then if if the the two the two or one of the brands have success you can keep it I don't know, this is only a speculation, this is only a thought yeah, yeah, out aloud. It's nice to think about this kind of stuff. Well, I think we touched quite a lot of brands so far, but if we miss some that you are quite attached, listeners, point them out to us on Instagram and follow us. <laughs> yeah, we will be glad to investigate and put some uh, some content on our yeah, social media. You know, at this... At this time, I'm always getting thirsty, you know? Yeah, 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 I agree. And uh, I think today I will opt for something sophisticated. A classic glass of wine. Hmm. Simple as that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I need something uh, more fiery, like a good whiskey. You know? Okay, <laughs> maybe it's better to move on and enter Passport. We always complain that F1 races are boring. This time I get my fiery <laughs> cocktail, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what what happened? It's absolutely. Yeah. I don't have what to describe. It was that. quite uh, bad, actually. I I was joking, but I was very uh, impressed, uh, shocked. Yeah. It was not yeah. nice. Yeah, yeah, that that was uh, a huge and dramatic crash for Romain Gorjan. The car crashed into the barriers after turn three, 
and took fire literally took fire. I, fire I yes i didn't see that thing in ages really the, yeah, it, it was, was like looking at all the rays from the 70s <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely and sight of release of for sure after seeing the pilot jump of the car uh, seconds yes, later after the accident it was impressive and yeah the car was split in two <laughs> like like a knife you know cutting all the yeah. car uh, i think really. uh yeah the, the engineers made an uh, astonishing work to make cars so safe incredible i have no words and the halo that people were complaining about i think really today save at least one life because it was not the only accident <laughs> quite uh, bad no no i remember for instance the <laughs> um, uh, a spa gp maybe two years ago when no, i was talking about about uh, this uh, this race as well but, <laughs> but okay, ah, that, uh, okay, in, okay. The, in the last phases a car uh, you, just uh, yeah yeah stalling in the racing point uh, flip over <laughs> really looking as a brick like poof <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, for uh, just just listeners to put some fun in this uh, in this race, and uh, I listened the team radio um, between Stroll and uh, his engineer. It was quite funny actually. And the engineer uh, asked to Stroll, "Are you okay? Are you okay, man?" And Stroll said, "Yeah, I'm okay. I'm upside down." <laughs> was quite was quite funny, but but then uh, coming back to the to the accident of Grosjean, really, as you said before the car is really really a lot safer than um, than almost <laughs> one one or two years before with the halo it was staggering see the um, the clip because the all the front part of the car was melded in the barriers was seems like melted they obviously they were not melded because they are in different material but yeah but it seems know, like the, it seems like fire etc and it was absolutely breathtaking breathtaking and fantastic job for all the medics the the safety car the medical car and super quick and ready for the action yeah, they were really there immediately to help him yeah yeah, yeah. But then, if we if we go back to the race, uh, it was uh, <laughs> apart <about> that, <laughs> apart that, uh, you, you know, nothing happened. So you I know, yeah, the winner is the always the same. And, uh, yeah, yeah, and it was uh, also very disappointing that uh, they had to end the race. Uh, in front of the safety car so it, it was a it was a, again the cherry on the pie of that uh, <laughs> of that race and um, another appalling race for Bottas really I don't un- I don't understand it he has a very good car maybe the yeah. yeah not maybe the best car in the field right now and he wasn't able to catch the first position Maybe not first, not second, but even third or fourth. But then Perez did an amazing race, but but then he had to retire for for engine issue. And I really like the thing that uh, he kept his foot on the throttle when the, when the car 
split a lot of oil and and smoke Whoa, and stuff. Oh. He he didn't want to to lose the race. He, it was it's, uh, it's wrong. You, you yeah, I know, I know, worst. I yeah, I know. But I like the <laughs> I like the maneuver. I like the ignorance of the maneuver. Ignorance in. Uh, in in the good uh, section uh, yeah in the good way listeners of for, for sure because it's like no i don't want to give up i want to finish the race but then yeah you have to retire so uh, uh. really really <laughs> a bad luck for him because uh, he um, he would have been on the podium for the second time in a row so very That's disappointing great. for him Wait, and then and then also the weird strategy of red bull i really didn't understand because because Verstappen stops a lot of times and really don't they don't know maybe maybe the tires didn't work well I, I really don't know no. really don't know and also the Ferraris appalling as always ah I I really hope that uh, uh, yeah now the season is <laughs> quite quite over there is a few few races left too if I remember correctly and. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, mean, I, I hope thing will be that uh, for sure we will not have Hamilton as a winner for the next race. At least I'm sad for him for sure, but you know. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately Hamilton tested positive for COVID-19. And uh, honestly, he doesn't need another win because uh, he has won almost everything by now. However, this unexpected event gives another driver a chance to shine in the spotlight of the Bahrain. And the pilot is George ah. Russell. He will finally be able to drive a competitive car. Yep. This will probably answer a question that many have asked themselves. Is car number 44 really unstoppable, even <laughs> with another driver? Hmm. Well, we already have a first clue. Russell, in the Friday free practice, set the best time in both sessions. Hey, we will see. Maybe it, if he will beat Bottas... <laughs> will be quite embarrassing. <laughs> I really hope not for Bottas, but I will cheer for Russell. He deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> but well, we will see in the next race. We, what will be the result? Yeah, but actually, this uh, this uh, F1 championship is super super long. Like I didn't remember that was that long. Like Formula E, for instance, they are really already testing for the next season. You know. <laughs> Whoa! Really. Maybe they started before. I I, I don't know. I, uh, or they made a shorter championship. Yeah, pr- probably. Yes. My apologies, listeners. I'm not so involved in the in the Formula yeah. E championship, but, but I promise that the the next year I will investigate and I will follow yeah, more I'm, deeply the Formula E. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not as well a big follower, but you know, I have a friend of mine that he is uh, working in a team the dragon racing uh, formula e team uh, make me you know a little bit attached to this team but not only this but uh, the fact that uh, the designer of delivery is uh, quite famous on instagram and uh, the one from this year it's amazing i love it it's like white and chrome red very simple but uh, i don't know his livery are just perfect in my opinion and uh, also he is making a lot of livery based on cars from Assetto Corsa and uh, then you can use those livery wh- while you are racing and well, I see oh amazing 
Yeah, because amazing. he put a, a bit of a retro style, some old color, uh, like, uh, you know, like 7-Ups or Camel or uh, those uh, that bring you back memories ah. in a newer F1 with a sharper approach and uh, oh, simply I love it. Uh, yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's quite nice because it's interesting how the car are looking beautiful makes me want to follow it more because you know I'm not uh, we are not a big fan of electric car but the car in my opinion are gorgeous and that one especially so I think I will give it a shot for next year yeah yeah I really agree with you and uh, yeah I will follow as well Formula E because uh, also the race uh, not for direct experience because uh, <clears throat> I didn't watch any races of the Formula E, but uh, I will do. I will for sure. I will do. Um, yeah, but if you watch the highlights, they are very competitive. Uh, very yeah, yeah, yeah. The, a lot of battles and absolutely. That's that's why this is. I have the desire to to look for the the next championship of the Formula E because there is a lot of uh, battle fighting, uh, uh, overtakes and uh, car spinnings and uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of action. Let's say. Yeah, seems fun. Yeah, seems really fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think uh, we have a lot of uh, whiskey <laughs> in this episode for not saying juice. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. We talk uh, uh, about some uh, badges and some uh, history behind them. And uh, we talk yeah. uh, about the new of uh, Kawasaki and the AE Intelligence putting the helmet and also the Lamborghini STO and for conclusion the bar sport with the F1 race and the Formula E test so guys yeah don't forget to follow us on Instagram because we are putting out a lot of juicy content there and uh, no matter which one is your preferred platform for podcast now we are available also on Apple podcast and Google podcast so check them out and after that news until next time it was a very good pleasure listeners take care goodbye bye bye <laughs>